Forward-looking podcast. Hope inspires faith. This is going to be part two of the three-part series, talking about a spiritual life, growing up in the church, um, a young adult in the church, and part three will be going into adulthood. But if you missed the first series, uh, part one talked about uh, growing up in the church, uh, discipline, um, nurturing as a child, the first part of the organizational structure to where you know you have to sit and be still in school and and then learning about the basics of what being Christian is all about, parents nurturing their children in relations to now, you know, the difference in the, um, I guess the way we were, we was raised as far as there was a, there was a strict uh, disciplinary thing going on to where we weren't allowed to do a lot of things to protect us or to keep us covered, keep us from getting in trouble. So that was the first part, just the basics of growing up as a young child, five to 10, and just learning just different things and, and getting to the mindset. It even covered a little bit as you started growing up and being taught in the church. But as you grow up, you start developing your own mentality and start thinking and wondering and trying to figure out things for yourself. So part two is basically gonna be from the, I guess from the inside looking out as a young teenager growing up in the church as far as uh, aspect of what parenting was and how they felt about children as they got older. So growing up in the church of a, as a young person, you, you're taught, you know, and, and that's what you that's what you know. Once you start going and seeing other people at different schools, getting in elementary school and, and getting middle school, junior high school, however you may call it, you start seeing a whole lot more things. So what you learned as a child growing up, your foundation is starting to get disrupted because you're being exposed to a lot of other things. And in the first series, I was talking about, you know, the difference of children and 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 why there's no um, a lot of no control in a lot of situations because children are allowed to do a lot of things we weren't allowed to do then. But uh, now that we're going into the the phase of uh, teenage life, you start developing that mentality and friends, girlfriends, different things like that. So what you learn as a child is, is starting to get exposed to the point where, you know, someone start questioning, why do you do this? Why do you go to church all the time? You're young, you should be out. Why do you have to go to church every Sunday? So they start playing with your intelligence. I know uh, from my perspective as a young child, when, when we were always going to church and our friends wasn't, Sometimes peer pressure seemed to set in and, and it made us not want to go sometimes because our friend wasn't going. We wanted to play basketball and, and do the things the other kids did. But because of um, the way our parents were, I mean, we was going to church regardless. But then as you grow older and start, I guess, getting the mentality and questioning things, your attitude start to change. You know, you get to the point, I don't want to go. Why I have to go this Sunday? Uh, such and such don't go, certain parents don't make them go. But then it, it was, each household household was, was ran differently. So what they did in their household, you necessarily wasn't going to do in your household. And it was different depending on the mentality of the parent. And after you get exposed to those things in school and you, you those people you say out your nose get open or you start smelling yourself, then you 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 want to venture out and do more things. 
So you were taught as a child, you know, to behave, stay out of trouble, don't go do those things, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. So now you're exposed to where you got a little more freedom in school. So now you're around certain things. Girlfriends become into play, boyfriends come into play, and then you know what goes along with that. So what happens to um, the things you learned when you was a child? They're still in there. They don't go anywhere. Just because you have a different mentality and you start experimenting with different things, it has nothing to do with the way you was raised because if you was raised in the church, the church is still in you. If you wasn't raised in the church, then what you didn't get, it can't be there. But just because a child start venturing out and doing things, it doesn't mean they're going to be lost. It doesn't mean the foundation that was built was for nothing because that's not the case. As a teenager, uh, then we wasn't exposed to as much social media as we are now. The only thing we had was the one telephone. And if that phone ever clicked, then you you had to, hey, uh, mom, telephone, pop telephone, you had to get off the phone. Now every every everybody got a cell phone. So it doesn't even matter from the age of five to however, you, you got a cell phone in your hand. And, and that's the difference in the mentality now. There, we're exposed to so many things. If a teenager doesn't have a phone at this time, then it's just because they're they're not able to have one, can't afford one, but everybody has one. So what does that mean? That means you're exposed to uh, TikTok, you're, you're exposed to Instagram, Facebook, you're exposed to so many things that will disrupt your spiritual uh, upbringing or your spiritual background. Uh, what do you do? What do you do when those things come up? You have to make sure that you let your your children know that as long as they're in your house, you still have rules. If you're a teenager, you, you're not grown, you still have rules. And that's one thing that is missing now. If if you would think, you know, not saying it's your situation, but somebody else's situation, you look around, the, the child rules the parent. The child tell the parent what they're not gonna do. The child, they just, they just run them up. But then a lot of things they do is think it's cute. There, there is no excuse for a teenager that's that's been raised correctly to respect, to disrespect their parents. But then what happened to the spiritual background that they had is still there. But then as a person start developing their own mentality, they feel like they know more than what they think they know. So it, it turns them in a different course. Do, do you have children? Um, I mean, look at your children. Look at how they were when you raised them, especially you raised them in the church. How did you raise them in the church? They went to Sunday school. They they had a they had a system. They had a setup. As growing up, they knew what they were supposed to do. So that was a routine for them. As they got older, did they change? As they got older, did their mind start to change and, and start getting distant? And then you start getting relaxed. And once they get 13, 14, 15, well, I'm not going to make them go to church because they're older now and they're old enough to make their own decisions. Absolutely not. Uh, if they're in your house and you have standards and you set discipline, that's what you should do. It's, it's a parent's responsibility to raise their child and nurture their child up until the time of adulthood when they're 18 and get out of the house. That's, that's, that's my thoughts. It may not be yours, but that's my thoughts. As long as they're there in, in your environment, then they should respect you to the point where if you ask them to go, they will go. And some parents make rules. If you're in my house, you, you're going to go to church. And that's what 
instilling and and I guess teaching and and getting them involved in the spiritual aspect of a spiritual life. And later on in 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 part three, you're gonna learn how important it is to to nurture a child and and give them the foundation of a spiritual life. Teenagers these days, um, I guess before graduation, I I I go up to for before graduation. You know, you nurture as a child, as in series two. You taught Sunday school, church. You get up, and all of a sudden now you you get that gap between 15 and 18 to where you know your, your nose is open wide, wide open. Some people come stay on the path of of a a committed spiritual uh, relationship with God, uh, going to church, and people stay on that path because it's in them and their discipline. And then the only reason why they get away sometimes is because of peer pressure outside the home. You know, they, they think they're different. They think they're weak. You know, they think they're controlled. That's one of the biggest things that people um, come with a negative mentality when they say parents try to control their children by making them go to church. No, it's not. I, I, I don't regret a day looking back that my parents made me go to church because that's that instilled in me good morals and values, even growing up into a teenage life. You know, I, I maybe got into a few things, but then my spiritual background, it was still there. So when I started going in a wrong direction, I would I would get that tug. It's all right. You know, you shouldn't do that. That's because of the foundation that was there. A lot of people against um, church and, and, and Bible. But if you ask me, instilling that in them it keeps them out of trouble instilling that in a child keeps them out of trouble giving them something to have standards keeps them out of trouble a man once told me if you don't stand for something you'll fall for anything so that's that's the foundation of what what spirituality is all about standing on um the principles of doing doing right you can do good but what about right from the time you're born to the time you're up to 18 is that nurturing time. I believe you're, they, you do have a choice, you know, once you get old enough to to be, I say, be in your house. Once you get in your own house, then you establish your own rules. But the time in between 15 and 18 and you're trying to find out who you are, you're still at that stage to where you should respect honor and, and do what's required of you. So many people these days, it's, it's, it's out of control. We wonder why we're losing teenagers these days. We're wondering why teenagers are, are doing the things they're doing. I mean, where does it start? Look at the discipline. Where's the foundation to when they get up to teenage life that they, they have something to fall back on to keep them in the narrow? I've witnessed uh, myself, children, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, Walking the streets, nine, ten o'clock at night, unheard of. Is is that the standard now for for people to just let their children, you know, walk the street? I mean, I don't know the situation, what the reason may be. You know, every every household is different. But then I know growing up during that time, I don't even think 14, 15, 16, we was allowed to to walk the street. When the street light came on, we was there. But then that's what we were taught. That was we were taught to to do that. So it was second nature. I mean, what kind of standards are you 
setting in this season? Do you do or do you read teenagers now? They they're distant from the Bible. They're different. This how many teenagers even pray? I mean, that's a that's a serious question. People forgot about prayer. I remember when we used to pray growing up in school, and a lot of things wasn't the same. So we were taught we were taught prayer when we were young. So as we got older, it still was in our memory banks. And that was so important once again about having a spiritual life to where you're nurturing your child. It 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 falls on the parents to nurture the child, but then as the child gets older, it's up to them to maintain and and keep it going. And there are situations to where we don't we don't understand. We don't understand why. You know, as parents, we don't understand why. Why children do the things they do. But then we have to remember who we were at that time also. Parents seem to forget they were children one time too. So when you're when you're when you're teaching, when you're when you're nurturing, when you're taking them to church, you have to remember. You you have to right now you're on the outside looking in. Remember when you're on the inside looking out. And that's where you have to use the wisdom. How would you talk? You know, what kept you interested, especially the ones now that's still hanging on and, and living a spiritual life. What was instilled in you to make you hang on? And that's that's what we have to do now. We got we have to try to win children back, teenagers back. What are we doing positive? I mean, we got a lot of things out there to where we can say, hey, we, we're together. We, we we doing this march. We, we we're focusing on this, that, and the other, but, but what kind of foundation are you building to bring a positive aspect to to keep people from, I guess, being angry? There's so many children that's not even 18 now that's angry and mad about stuff that happened years and years ago that didn't even affect them, but because of what they heard, instead of teaching to love, to forgive, to honor, to respect, we teach how we struggled and the bad things that happened, why you should be you should be angry. And that freshness in the mind, so it, it gives a, a negative attitude. I remember in in my um teenage life when I was uh going to I was going to church, we I mean we still went to church religiously. A lot of times we used to duck and dodge because we don't want to see anybody anybody see us dressed up going to church on a Sunday or going to prayer meetings on Wednesday night. But the foundation was there. The consistency was there. So as teenagers, even though the ballots was out there, we still was getting what we needed to get. Um, in the Bible, it says train up a child in the way that they should go. And when they're old, they will not depart. It doesn't mean they're not going to do anything different. It just means that it's going to be in them. So it has a chance to rekindle and grow. I believe that if you are on a solid foundation and you're taught and you're nurtured and you know right from wrong, if you know how to live right, you know how to do right, you know how to love, you still got to run your course. Some people run a bad course, some people medium, some people just get tore up in all kinds of trouble. But still, if you've got that background in you, if you've been taught spiritually, and, and that's very important, then something is going to spark to come to your mind, to turn you around so you can start going back in the right direction. 
I mean, it, is it guaranteed? No, it's not. You know, many, many, the Bible says many are called, but free are chosen. So some people are going to make it and some people are not. But you should at least give your child an opportunity. A lot of people say, but well, when they get old, I give them a chance to, to figure out what they want to do as far as, you know, Christianity or religion. But when they get older, then, I mean, they have nothing to build on. What you do, you teach them when they're young. And when they get older, then they have a choice to, to make decisions. A child don't know the, the foundation of, of what life is all about as a child. They have to be taught. Um, just like hatred. Hatred, you're not born with hatred. You, you're taught hatred. They they see hatred. You're not prejudiced. I mean, you're not born prejudiced. You're taught prejudice. The actions of people who you see around you that make you prejudiced. So if you're taught it young, it's in there. Does a prejudiced person, um, if they're taught they're growing up and, and it's in them and it's in them, it's in them, do they stay that way their whole life? That remains to be seen. But then once you get older, you got a choice. But in my, in my, I guess my perspective is train up a child in the way they should go. You know, teach them, nurture them. A lot of people is against the Bible because they said brainwash you and brainwash kids and, and, and make you do things. But to me, my opinion, the Bible hasn't taught me anything to hurt anybody. It, it taught me how to love. It taught me how to honor. It taught me how to respect. It taught me how to honor my parents. It taught me how to forgive. It taught me not to have bitterness. It took me the things I shouldn't do. There's nothing that I've gotten out of there to make me live a life to where I'm, I'm, I'm living bound up or hatred. But so many people is against it because of their mentality and they push it on somebody else. And I tell my kids, my children, hey, you, you got to get it for yourself. You once I, I teach you as you're growing, once you get older, then it's on your own. You know, once you get to the age to to where you know, then you got a choice to do right or wrong. But at the same time, you don't you don't have a choice as far as the spiritual aspect if you're in, in the house where I live, because you can't you can't a child should never wanna control their parents' house to the point where they get disrespectful. That's unheard of. I'm, I'm grateful that that I was taught respect because I've, I've owned my parents my whole life, and and I've done that based on the fact that that's the way I was taught. We were raised. You're raised a certain way, and you live a certain way. So you, but you have to set your boundaries, set your standards. Young people right now don't even know the Lord's prayer. That's something you think when you're young, when you're old, eighteen, you still know the Lord's prayer. My grandmother, my grandmother told me, based her whole life, uh, you know, thank God she's passed on. But one thing she used to always say, and I'm, I mean, I'm 30, 35, say, remember to say your prayers when you go to bed and always be as good as you can. Those are the words to live right. So even though I'm grown, she's still nurturing and I honored what she said to, to that aspect. But then what about us? Well, what do we do? do? Do we do the same thing? After our children get to that age, do we still tell them you need to pray? You know, you need to, you need to do right. You need to live right. You need to live holy. Stay out of trouble. Don't be hating. Do we still tell them that, or do we still allow? Spiritual life is 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 a a lifetime thing. It starts when you're young, 
It doesn't stop when you get, um, I guess, a young adult. It continues to go. It continues to grow. And that's something that is still an individual thing. In, in, in my life, I'm always encouraging people to do good, to do right. I'm always encouraging them to, to be great. I'm always encouraging them to be motivated and inspired. And no matter what, if children, that they, they are the greatest. We we have to make an impact on these children to sow seeds into their mind that they're 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 important, that they're loved, um, they 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 matter. Therefore, we we hear their voice. We gotta let them know that it's so they can be prosperous, so they can be successful. So many times we don't, and and the greatest example of that has been my spiritual background because I'm inspired. You know, my parents set the example, I'm inspired. So once I grew up and I got to to 18 and graduated high school, I mean, I got everything I needed to live right, to do right, to be successful as far as not getting myself into situations that would cause me harm or trouble. But then once I did leave home, then it was another stage in life that I had to go to. And that's that's when it became so important the things I learned when I was a child. That's what became so important, the things that I learned when I was raised, the discipline I learned. The, don't go to this place, don't go to that place, ain't nothing that would trouble. When when I left home, all that stuff started playing back. But I was, I was taught the discipline part of my life. So now that I'm there, it's gonna, it's gonna be a time where it's gonna be challenged. Everything you learn to do good, to do right, to stay out of trouble from young, young adult to young to adulthood is going to be challenged at some point in your life. You have a choice. You have a choice to stand on what you know, or you have a choice to fall victim to all the circumstances that come up in life. You got a choice to do that. It's an option. You you got a, it's a choice to do right or wrong. It's the choice to be good or bad. That's a choice. A lot of people say I had no choice. Yes, you did. If you wouldn't have gone to that that uh, rivalry football game in your game and went over there and and started trouble, it got got into a fight and got locked up. That was a choice. You knew what was going to happen when you went to that side of the field or the visiting side side in your group. You knew what was going to happen, so it was a choice. So you're going to be challenged. Everything that you learn as a child growing up to keep you out of trouble, that's when you're challenged the most once you get from under the umbrella of your home. Once you leave the nest, as they say, that's when everything that you learned as a young child plays a, plays a part. But then when you're out there by yourself and, and everything going on and you're watching and you're looking and first year, first year of leaving home and first year of college and you're looking and you're looking and and all of a sudden, you know, things come up and you think back, you know, dad told me not to do that. Mom told me not to do that. When I was growing up, I didn't do that. When I was in high school, I didn't do that. But, but a little bit won't hurt. Then all of a sudden you start compromising. But then what happens when you get to that point? What happens when you're challenged by all these circumstances? What happens when when the, the temptation comes and you don't know what to do with it? And that's where a foundation is so important spiritual life in a positive manner will go a long way now segment two being about just 
what you learned when you was a child, how it affects you growing up, the different mentality as you begin to grow and develop your identity. But then what happens then? What happens after you, you grow up and all that stuff is on the inside of you when you know and it's there and, and you, you've been encouraged and, and, you, and you're standing there and all of a sudden you can already go off to college and your parents are there and you hold hands and you're praying and it's, Lord, as my child go out into this dangerous world with all these temptations of society, Lord, keep in mind, keep them covered. Lord, keep them focused so they can go and make good grades. Lord, keep them protected from all the dangers on these college campuses or even if you go in the military, Lord, keep them covered as they go into that military overseas. Lord, what they learn when they're young, keep what they learn when they when they learn long they keep when they were going, just just make sure that it's instilled in them what what happens. So the prayer is prayed and the prayer is um it's said to, to cover. So what now? What now? That's a great question. What happens next? What happens next? I'm going to tell you what happens next, but that's going to be in, in segment three. What happens once you've learned all those things and you get to, to college, freshman year, basic training, and you're going off on your own, what happens to everything that you've learned growing up from a child coming to now leaving the nest? Matter, matter of fact, there's so many directions you can go in. But it's what segment three is all about. So thank you for listening to Hope Inspires Faith. This has been segment two of Living a Spiritual Life and what happens after you grow up and leave is going to be the next series on part three. Thank you for listening. I hope you got something. I hope you gave you something to think about. I believe that communication is 100% of being successful and figuring out issues and solving situations People call them problems. I call them situations that just need solving. Hope inspires faith. Faith, thank you for your time. We'll catch you next segment, segment three, coming up soon.